What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Sugar, the podcast. We're super excited to have episode two of season three uh, rolling today with some special guests uh, from a band called All Honesty up in, correct me if I'm wrong, is it Halifax? Yeah, Halifax, Dartmouth. Yeah. Halifax uh, in Canada. So I appreciate you uh, joining us. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Let you guys, yeah. let, us, let everyone know what you what you do for the band. Yeah, so I'm, I'm Chris. Uh, I play drums. No one else could make it today. <laughs> we, we, are a, we are a five piece. We have a, we have a singer, two guitarists, and a bassist. But uh, yeah, they just all had other commitments. So it's just me. I mean, it's at least we were able to make it happen. That's, that's mm-hmm. what I care about. So yeah, like, we, we have like, we're a three hour time difference, right? Where are you, where are you actually at? We are located, well, I'm located in uh, right outside of Dallas, Texas. Okay. So it's, I guess, three hours behind you. You're more, you're more East. Uh, yeah. We're, like we're pretty much as far East as you can get. Um, what, like the next uh, province would be Newfoundland. That's as far East as you can go in Canada. Right. I have a friend up in um, PEI, Prince Edward Island. Yeah. So they're like same time zone as us. They're like, like we're all part of the maritime provinces. So yeah. Yeah. Got cool. it. Got it. Yeah. Well, yeah, so three, three hours. Yeah. We're, we're seven, seven Oh nine here. So. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Well, it'll be a good 45 minute hour long conversation. And really the goal here is just to kind of learn who you guys are and, and what yeah. you guys have uh, been up to. I mean, you know, I mean, I say, you know, but I know you guys are a fairly new band uh, yeah. started in 2020. Correct. Yeah. So we actually formed during the, the height of the pandemic. Like we were mm-hmm. in lockdown when John and I uh, started talking and then we were sort of, we were just talking through the whole pandemic. Like we were in, we were in lockdown and we were like, yo, as soon as this is done, we should get together and just start to jam and, you know, see what happens. And we just started writing and then slowly we brought in, you know, like Brandon came in next. Um, and then we actually recorded the EP. We were finished. Um, we didn't even have a vocalist. It was just mm-hmm. three of them. Um, and then how, we, how did you guys meet? Um, John and I met. Uh, so John's from the UK originally. He, okay. and then he, he moved to British Columbia on the completely other coast of Canada. Right. Um, him and his wife and they they lived there for a couple of years and then he transferred with his job uh to nova scotia and mm-hmm. uh we just met at a at a bar like it was just like um i don't know like i was just there and and he was there and you know like two tattooed dudes like <laughs> like find each other up like hey you kind of have the same wavelength going on <laughs> Yeah, we were just like, you know, and then and then we just, you know, became Instagram friends. And then, you know, one of us slid into the DMs and then it was just, you know, just from mm-hmm. there, we just have talked, you know, ever since. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. And everyone else in the band, we just met through mutual friends or on recommendation. And yeah, it just sort of all came together pretty organically and, and naturally, really. That's cool. It's 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 cool when something like that comes together, like kind of just organically, naturally, and yeah. it's not forced. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's easy to to force something like that. Like, yeah, let's do it. And then not everyone's on the same page. It's no. there's no there's not an easy you know 
direction there, you know? Yeah, John and I are both, we're the, we're the two oldest in the band. Like I'm almost 36 and he's 33. Um, mm-hmm. We've been playing in bands for a really long time, sort of took, you know, like a, like a decade long hiatus where we just didn't do anything musically. Uh, so coming into this, we just wanted to really just have fun, not take it, you know, too seriously. You know, it's just sort of like we take whatever comes to us you know, show wise or whatever. And so when we were picking members for the band, we, we just wanted people that we, that we vibe with and mm-hmm. could just have fun with, right. We're just, we're a basement band, right. We just, we get together once a week and we, we jam and we, we write and record and that's pretty much it really. Right. And you guys got the, the four song EP out, which yep. mind you, we we just kind of stumbled upon on our end. I I don't even I don't even remember exactly how it how it happened, but you know we we've been trying to outreach and and follow a ton of ton of bands that are just doing their own thing, like people yeah. you know bands that are on the rise and stuff. And I think we just stumbled upon you guys, and I was like, this is actually a really good song. I think I may have heard like a, a snippet of yeah. of one of the songs, Appreciate and uh, the one that stood out was uh 33 years for me yeah most people yeah <laughs> you know and i th- for me and i was actually kind of jamming some of the songs prior to yeah. to this conversation just to kind of kind of get in the mood and and whatnot and it's something about the the intro riff of 33 years that i think just mm-hmm. really captures people yeah for sure I, I think that's really what it is and i mean it's y'all's most played song on spotify yeah yeah it, it- so again, like we had no expectations. It, it got playlisted on a Spotify, you know, uh, official, it was like new punk or whatever. And it just, it, it, it went, you know, it went pretty big. Like, I mean, big for like, for us, you know, we, we thought, you know, hundred people <laughs> were going to listen or something. So it's pretty cool. Like that, you know, it's up near 20,000 streams or something. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and, that's definitely the jam off, off of that EP. Um, I'm sure we'll get more into it, but the new stuff, and I'm sure every band says this, but the new stuff is just leaps and bounds above that. Like we have EP two fully written. Uh, well, nice. yeah, like almost, we'll say like, we're like 85, 90%. There's like a song or two we need to sort of uh, finish. Um, and it's, yeah, it's great. And we're going to do some other stuff, uh, I guess I can talk about it. I mean, yeah. Not- I mean, I I had a few, I had a few questions around the new yeah. stuff. I kind of want it, you know, kind of ease into it. <laughs> yeah, let's let's all right. Let's just go back there. Just cut all that. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll we'll come back to that here in a little bit. Yeah, um, sure. So one of the things I wanted to uh, kind of touch on once we got connected and we started, yeah. you know, we talked about mm-hmm. sharing music. It, it might have been that you guys reached out to us or we found y'all mm-hmm. and, and y'all saw what we were doing. And you're like, yeah, let's, let's, let's send our music over. Yeah. I, what I think I appreciated the most, and I'm someone that kind of comes from like the, the, the z- design side of things is y'all had a, a presentation mm-hmm. put together like a PDF with yeah. the images and, you know, about the band. And, and I thought that was professional AF. That was, yeah. Thank you. That really presented you guys in a way that's like, we take our shit seriously. Yeah. And, and that comes from like, like I said, kind of back in the day, uh, like I was in touring bands. So was John, um, you know, even, even Chris, uh, the other, the singer, 
he they've played some you know way shows but um you know that's what i used to do with my band my band you know the one that i had the most quote unquote success with um and i, I use that very loosely um you know we did we did some tours like of canada and things like that and i was the guy who did all of the press and things like that mm-hmm. so you know i knew how to make uh you know an epk um so yeah it was just something that we were when we were starting to pitch this to you know send it to people like yourself um you know i just was like we might as well just put that together and like you said it just makes it look you know more presentable and professional or whatever right right of course because we, i mean we've had a number of artists reach out to us which we appreciate the hell out of right like the fact that people want to submit their music for us to sh- to, to check out and listen to and, and whatnot and i'm sure you kind of picked up on the theme that we have going with the just at least the most recent post of coffee and sugar there's a lot of rock there's a lot of punk there's a lot of like indie pop and uh mo has his, it's really cool because mo has his taste of music over here i have my taste of music over here and we kind of meet yeah. in the middle and where we meet in the middle is like the story so far yeah yeah it, so i i've listened to a bunch of your guys episodes and like so here's a crazy thing man your favorite story so far song you said it in that episode it's mine all wrong all wrong dude yeah, man. Like, like literally i was like listening to it on my phone like that episode, <laughs> that, and i like nearly threw my phone i was like no way man i was like that's awesome like it was pretty it was pretty awesome yeah they're, uh, awesome. they're my that, favorite man they like, I, I mean i uh i was i was so upset that um so sad summer fest is happening right now right and yeah, and that's yeah. and that's what they're doing and they canceled the dallas dallas date because of just there might have been some covid stuff going on and it just wasn't working out uh sad summer fest i actually i'm a concert photographer and i I took photos at the the first ever sad summer fest here in dallas and i was just like this is the new warp tour you know warp tour is no longer right like this is going to be the new warp tour and um the venue that they hosted at that that first time here in dallas they closed it down because of COVID like it it shut down and it's just no longer a venue anymore. And it's just, they didn't have anywhere else to do it and where, where it made sense. Right. Cause it's not a warp tour size thing, but it's not like a, a one venue size thing either. So it's like this weird in between. So I was super sad when uh, they canceled it because I wanted to shoot the story so far again, because they're just an amazing band to see live as well as just take photos. Like Parker is, it's something about Parker and his, his, his like stage presence, which is yeah, something yeah. you don't see a lot. Um, yeah. And we can go on, the, we can go down the road about yeah, the story you know, so far. <laughs> you know, it's actually brutal. I had tickets uh, to the only Canadian date, right? Uh-huh. So, but then it obviously got canceled in 2020 because yeah. of, pandemic and then when they like reannounced um you know the new dates they yeah. cut Toronto they just they cut the only Canadian date because it just didn't make sense I guess to logistically to, to cross the border with all American bands right so right right like, it's brutal because I've never seen them before and I mm-hmm. finally like pulled the trigger like in 2019 like bought the tickets and now it's just like I don't know I, I think I think that's probably I think that's what happened with Dallas like yeah, they canceled it, and then the new run was yeah. just not the same. <laughs> yeah, brutal. Unreal. Uh, but 
but anyway, so that's where like the story so far and, and some other bands is where Morgan and I's music taste meet. And so you'll, you'll, you hear a lot of that pop punk on coffee and sugar. You'll hear a lot. I'm really into like emo rap and like all that stuff. And then he's really into like some grunge stuff and, and whatnot. So like, it's a really cool mix of music that I'm sure you've seen. You guys like our posts and honestly, we appreciate the hell out of that, yeah, that you yeah, guys so are here, seeing so here's, that. Here's a question. How old are you guys then? So I'm turning 28 in like, uh, shoot, six days. Okay. Um, and Mo is, I think, 26. Okay. I was going to put you guys older and here's why. Because one post, here's the one that like really stood out to me. When you guys posted um, the Stained album, Break the Cycle. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, because like, that's me, right? Like I'm 35, I'm turning 36. So I literally had that on CD that I listened to like on a disc man. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I was like in grade, you know, seven or eight, like, you know, I was like 12 years old or something. So I sort of thought that you guys were going to be a little bit older because of that, but that's cool that you're. Into so that. I, I was the one that shared that song, uh, mm. that, that, that day. And I grew up listening to stained to corn yeah. to, to, to bands from that era. Cause like, you know, my, my brother always gets on to me because he thinks that I have my, my stories backwards, but like a lot of the music I listened to, I got from my mom, from my dad, gotcha. uh, who also had very different music, music tastes as well. Uh, but stained was a band that I know my mom listened to a lot and wow. she put them on while I was in the car. I mean, I was in, I, I, I kid you not, maybe like second grade. So gotcha. first, second grade, when I first started like hearing stained and, and, and those kind of Lincoln park, of course. Right. Um, you have a cool mom then. Oh, my mom's dope. I love my mom. Uh, my parents listen to like ACDC and the Eagles. and That's most parents. That's yeah, most, most parents are that, that kind of like, it's still rock. It's still, you know, uh, in the same realm in a sense, but it's, it's just a little bit different generation, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, just yeah. a little bit. Um, so my mom was young when, when I was born. So like, I still kind of got to live those like, 90s rock bands right. that really hit the scene um so yeah. yeah and i was like i was right in the thick of it like when when follow the leader came out i was <laughs> i was 13 years old and i seen the video for got the life uh, Dude. You know, on much music which is like a canadian music uh channel up here i, I don't even think mm -hmm. they play anymore um ironically but yeah i seen that video and i was just like what is, like new metal oh my like it's just 100 percent yeah right? so get this dude so i corn corn was the first band the first new metal hardcore band yeah i, I, I don't even say hardcore just like heavy metal band that yeah. just hit right that 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 was the band that got me really into rock music that yeah. straight up i was listening to corn my brother and I are huge fans of corn. Yeah, yeah. Um, my brother and I are only like two or three years apart. Okay. So like we kind of grew up on the same thing. And corn uh, was just the, the band that really set us off on the, on the rock side of things. Corn awesome. and stained are touring together. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. They're, co they're coming to Dallas on the 21st. Oh shit. And I'm taking photos of corn and stained. Oh, that is so good. I, I, it, it, I, 
it was like huge. everything is coming full circle right yeah that's uh in 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 a in a time like this with you know covid still being a thing that's happening right um i told my brother that the other night and he was just like you that is that is the coolest thing yeah that you know and so i'm super stoked i I love corn i love stained they're they're two bands that really help define my music taste and and so that's where a lot of you know that's where a lot of the the music we post comes from, right? You know, it's 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 mine and Morgan's taste. We're not just trying to be a you know another publication or another social you know music sharing yeah uh, uh, platform that just shares everything, right? Like we right. share a lot of new music, right? For sure. But we'll still take it back to what our our kind of core music interest came from and where it developed. You know, I I, got, I really got into the the pop punk side of things when I was probably you know a senior in college back in 2015 I got into into it pretty late like probably just within the last I mean I'm gonna say five years maybe if Mm -hmm. that like I mean you know I liked Blink-182 you know when I was younger and you know I like punk like Green Day but right but not like I've only liked the story so far for yeah, like five years or something like that, but they right. quickly became my favorite band. Yeah, I, I remember when I first heard Clairvoyant, uh, it, and it was is a very unique song, right? It's a very pretty acoustic while he's yeah. like doing his Parker Cannon vocals on top of yeah. it, right? Uh, and I remember learning that on the guitar because I was just like, that's such a cool song. I love the way it sounds, and um, I did a really really shitty cover of it and put it on YouTube and. <laughs> you know, I got maybe 10 views. So that was cool. Uh, but actually that was probably 20, 2013 when I first heard that song. So, and then I really kind of dove into the story so far later on and, and everything they've put out since then has just been a you know, masterpiece yeah. really. Mine was, I was just, I, I don't even know how, I think it was just like right time in my life where someone showed me like four years strong. Cause I never, mm-hmm. I was never into four years strong either. And someone was like, listen to four years strong. So then I did. And then I was like running a lot at the time. So I was making like a running playlist. Um, I I wasn't even using Spotify at the time. I was using like just YouTube Um, and it was recommending videos for me. And it recommended um, like a story so far song, uh, knuckle puck. Um, Yeah. Yeah. A bunch of stuff like this. And that's how I got into it. And yeah, it's just like, it's just, those are all my favorite bands now. I'm actually going to see Knuckle Puck in Toronto. Um, nice. Yeah, in like in like a month or two months, maybe. So um, yeah. Knuckle Puck, it's like Knuckle Puck, Neck Deep, The Story yeah. So Far. Yeah. Like, those are like three bands I listen to pretty religiously, yeah, you know? Too. Like uh, Knuckle Puck's um, Untitled is, yeah. is, is just... I love, I love that song. I love all the songs yeah. uh, on that entire album. Um, I, yeah, I, that is evergreen, which is the first. Yeah. Ever, yeah, yeah. Evergreen. First that, that was the first time I saw knuckle puck was at so what fest here in Dallas. And uh, I, the, the lead singer's name escapes me, but he Joe. felt Joe. Yeah. Joe. Joe. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. And, and I was shooting this show. I was taking photos and Joe fell off the stage and broke his ankle. Oh my. It, it, it was, it, it happened. It all happened so fast. And I was like, 
oh snap what just happened like it, and and they like stopped the set and they he had to like get medical oh, attention really? yeah it was crazy see where we live we do not get to see any of those bands because like i'm not sure how familiar you are with the geography but you know like out our way like on the east coast the problem is there's nowhere to go from here mm-hmm. so like if you're an american band and you're touring like you would have to make it a point to come all the way to halifax but then once you got here you basically have to turn around and go back like, uh. you know what i mean like that's why when bands play vancouver it's because they're coming up from like you seattle know, seattle and then they come up they go across you know and then once they hit like you know toronto or like montreal they can then duck back down into the states right mm-hmm. um, you can't really do that when you get this far east so none of like the story so far would never come here knuckle puck would never come here uh, it's 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 a it's a it's across the border you got to make sure everyone has their yeah passport and, and all that and there's just like i said there's just nowhere to carry on from here mm-hmm. so you know we we get big big bands that come here like you know city and color um you love know, city honestly i was just thinking about him earlier yeah. when we were yeah. talking about halifax and he did his uh, live uh album oh that was yeah beautiful. So, so like he'll come here or like a really good tour that came through pre-covid was um bearings with uh seaway and i've like, seen seaway yeah and like pacific those are all canadian right mm-hmm. so it just makes sense because they're canadian so it's just you know makes sense for them to tour all of canada i guess right right no i i get that and that's unfortunate man like I live in a hub. I live in a hub like Dallas. Yeah. If 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 you're a touring band, you're always going to go to Dallas. Right. You you don't you don't miss Dallas, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Right. If you do, you're like, why did you do that? Right. Like. And that would be like if that would be like if we lived in you know Toronto, like like mm-hmm. the cities the bands always go to in Canada are Toronto and Montreal, and then you know Vancouver. Right. You know, even the middle of Canada, like you know, people avoid. Mm-hmm. It's just very, it's, I, I don't know a lot about the geography of Canada, yeah, fair but I'm, I'm assuming it's very spread out. Yeah. That, that's another problem with Canada is that it's like, you know, landmass wise, we are, it's not a fun country to tour in mm-hmm. because there are some stretches where you have to drive 15, 16 hours to play a show. Ooh. Like there's nothing in between. Right. Yeah. And, and that happens in various you know spots across the country whereas you know if you're touring the states or touring uk it's like you know or sorry uh europe rather you can in europe you can drive across you know three four countries in a day right <laughs> right right and that's 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 easy to do in the states you know there's there's major right. hubs all over the exactly place, right yeah. exactly how far are you from toronto um so by plane two and a half oh goodness yeah yeah or like so to drive it if you were to drive it in a like a van with a trailer as a band i think you're pushing 20 22 hours oh my goodness yeah that's what i mean right like we're really like we're far like the we could get to montreal in 14 hours maybe Uh uh-huh 
and like even that still like right. you know, so we're, we're thinking about like how we will logistically play shows away and it's just like you know most of us have careers and like like yeah. i said we're older we're not we're not going to be a band that goes out and does you know two-week runs or anything anymore mm-hmm. just on that so what we'll do is you know go to montreal for a weekend and then come back but even for us to do that you know we have to take probably a friday and a monday off right exactly <laughs> because literally we'll have to be up at you know 4 a.m on a Friday, get there, be able to play yeah. that night. Oh then, man. Then play, then play Saturday and then play and then drive back all day Sunday. Right. So it's yeah. It, like logistically as a band geographically, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a nightmare where we live, man, in the country. <laughs> I, you know, I never thought about that because I live in the States. I live in Dallas of, of all the places in the States. Like we're, it's just assumed, you know, like, yeah the tours are gonna roll through no matter what right but i I think about if i lived in like a i mean there's 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 states in the country that don't get a lot of action let's look at like north dakota south dakota montana like would will will bands really go out of their way to go to north dakota south dakota montana wyoming you know they they probably won't right you know so but how how far are you then from like a show right like how far like if you live in South Dakota, what is close to there where a band would tour? Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, they, they all have universities, right? So it'd probably be closer to there, I, I would assume. Right. But even then, it's is it worth it? You know? Right. But I mean, like, would it only be like a four-hour drive to go see a band? Yeah. Like for us, like if I want, if, you know, if we wanted to go see Knuckle Puck, like we're going to Toronto, like me and two of the other guys in the band are flying to Toronto because that's the closest. Right. That's, that's insane to me. Like I, like I've, I've traveled for shows and I wouldn't even say, I would never, I've never flown to go to a show. I've, I've driven four hours down to Austin, Texas to go see a day to remember issues of mice and men. And then I forgot the other band. But like we drove four hours and that was cool, but I've never flown anywhere to go yeah. see a band. Like uh, drive, driving four hours would get you nowhere. It gets you into New Brunswick, which is just like, you know, a little bit further west. And then you yeah. would still have to go another 10 just to get into Montreal. <laughs> so, right. Oh, that's crazy, man. Yeah. It's that's crazy. Brutal. It's brutal. It's brutal at like, and don't get me wrong. I love living on the East Coast. Uh-huh. Um, I love Halifax, but as a music lover, it's just brutal, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and, and even then, so thankful that the internet exists and yeah. pe- people can hear your music and you guys have great branding and, you know, people notice that, right? Like we notice it, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's how people get heard, you know, and it's the socials like TikTok and, yeah. and like, I literally have discovered bands on TikTok, just, just randomly scrolling. I'm like, oh, yeah. this is a really cool song. <laughs> you know yeah. like who is this and then i'll go find them on instagram i'll find them on spotify and i'm like i'm gonna share this so there's a band uh man that it's gonna escape me but they are i'm, I'm gonna bring it up I, I was literally on tiktok just scrolling on my like for you page and 
I found this band and I'm going to, I'm going to pull them up because I was really impressed with just their sound. Ah, uh, there they are. It is Ruth Crest. Oh yeah. Ruth Crest. Yeah. They're awesome, man. I, so, I was just scrolling on, on, on TikTok. Yeah. We are like, so like you mentioned, like our branding and all this, we, we spend a lot of time, you know, we only have Instagram. We don't have TikTok or mm-hmm. anything else yet. We just have Instagram and we've sort of been forming a lot of, you know, internet friendship relationships, whatever you want to call it with a lot of yeah. these bands. And Ruth Crest are one of those bands that we're like, you know, we're like, for lack of a better word, you know, homies with, right? Yeah, yeah. They're from, they're from out in, they're like California or something, I think, right? Right, yeah. Um, but there's a bunch of other bands like Empty Hands are a band from uh, Mobile, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't even know where that is. Like, I make I have, I have friends from Mobile. Actually, Dylan and Fam, who are on our team for Coffee and Sugar, are from Mobile, Alabama. Not oh, okay. even, I'm not even yeah. kidding. <laughs> well, I think Alabama, I just think Forrest Gump, right? That's like... <laughs> I, I mean, you're, you're spot on. There, there, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not much there, out there. There's a, what, probably my favorite band that I've discovered um, through this would be... There's a band called Goaltender. Not to be confused with Goalkeeper. So Goalkeeper is pretty big, but Goaltender are from St. Louis. Okay. And they have a four song EP, maybe a five song. It, it was either put out in 2018 or 2019, but I played it out. Like it, I literally listened to it so much. It's just like, I don't even think it works anymore on my Spotify. <laughs> like it's, it's such a good EP, but yeah, that's probably, that was my EP of the year until arms length. Which okay. Are, they're a band from Toronto and I'm telling you mark them down because they are going to blow up. Um, they've already, they're being taken out on tour by nothing, nowhere. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. And they're actually playing the knuckle puck, uh, the tour that we're going to see in Toronto. Uh huh. Yeah. So they're just like, all these bands are taking them are taking them out on tour. And even um, Patrick, like the lead singer of movements, he mm-hmm. like shouted them out. So yeah, they're going to blow up like they're, and they're like, they're only 20 years old or something like that. Wow. Yeah. They're, they're phenomenal. Arms length. I'm telling you, look them up. Okay. I I will gladly, I'm going to probably, you're going to have to email this over to me. Email the list of people because that's, that's something that we, we care a lot about on our end. Right. So, um, I, I grew up with a band. I say grew up with a band, but I grew up with some friends that are from Phoenix, Arizona, and I've mentioned them many times on uh, Coffee and Sugar, and we did an interview with them for the podcast, Archetypes Collide. I talk about them all the time because they're okay. just a super dope band. They're, they're a post-hardcore, hardcore, I mean, whatever you want to call them, right? Um, and, you know, we interviewed them, and we asked them, like, hey, who are some bands that you guys are homies with that you think would be down to do an interview? Mm-hmm. It, it, it'll help them. It'll help us. Like, it's, it's a win-win for both both, both parties. And they introduced us to a band called Echoes. And then we did the episode with Echoes and super cool, super cool dudes. And then they just like literally recommended us to another band who we're interviewing next week uh, that is going to come on and talk about their band. It's we we take those recommendations like to heart because it's everyone's trying to accomplish the same thing. 
yeah everyone wants to be heard you know yeah and it i find it a little bit overwhelming how much music is actually out there right like and bands that are so good that have like very little following like i'm not shitting on them but goaltender you know at any given time they have like 40 monthly listeners you know on spotify and I don't understand because that EP, I'm like, these guys should be way bigger than what they are. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's just that there's so much out there. There's literally, you know, hundreds of thousands, you know, of bands just like us, like them, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, that's our mission, like literally the coffee and sugar mission. Like we're, we're not any different than anyone else out there that's trying to share music with people, right? We're just trying to do it in a way that is, is creative and, you know, it, it stands out. And literally in our mission statement on our website is like, how can we make learning and discovering about new music easier for you, yeah. right? How can we get that to you? You know, whatever way it is, how can we do that? And you're absolutely right. It's, it is overwhelming. I get mm-hmm. stuck on the same album or yeah. the same... 10 to 15 songs on my, my Spotify like list, because I'm just like, I love those songs. And then like my release radar will give me even more songs. And it's like, all right, I'm stuck on those ones. And, but you forget about all the other music that's already out there that isn't on your release radar or isn't on your discover weekly. I love Spotify for the fact that they do show me new music and new yeah, I like that too. stuff like that. It's, it, it really does broaden my horizon, which allows me to be able to share my music with other people, you know? Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, it's, there's still, like you said, it's overwhelming. There's yeah, just so much, there's so much out there. I mean, the pop punk genre in itself has grown significant, mm-hmm. significantly in the last five years with bands like the story so far, neck deep, knuckle puck, mm-hmm. um, you know, wonder years being one of the older pop punk bands yeah. who, who have been doing it for a lot longer than the story so far are, are really paving the way for these new pop punk bands it's the same thing with the the you know the emo rap the lo-fi rap that's coming out it's i i mean i'll 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 have to give it to Lil pete for laying the 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 pavement for people to sprint and and and, and create what that genre is today Mm. it's i mean we can go on about that forever you know it's what's going on today in the music scene is and with the internet and, and TikTok and, and stuff like that, it's you're, you're just consistently absorbing a ton of new, new music. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. There's like, there's not enough time in the day, you know, to, to take it all in, mm-hmm. I guess. Right. Like I'll just, I, I spend probably no joke, you know, six hours a day on Spotify. Mm-hmm. just going through and, and I'll listen to so much like everything that gets recommended to me um you know if, like you know just you know your picks of the day or whatever yeah it's just, yeah there's just so much out there and and I, I love discovering like a new band like when I found goaltender I was just <laughs> like oh my god I keep going on about them but they're so good I'm gonna email you that list as soon as we're done dude definitely and I would love to speak with them like, yeah. I, let, let's bring them on the show. Like, let's give them the recognition that they deserve, right? Like, 
Let's do it. It, it helps us. It helps us produce content and, and, and give people things to, to listen to. So that's awesome. Um, I've loved this conversation we're going on right now, by the way, like we can talk about music all day long. Uh, but I want to talk about y'all's music. I want to talk about all honesty. I want to talk about the four song EP you have out. I want to talk about, you know, what that writing process was like. I know you guys said you just started writing, you started creating and, and then let's kind of maybe talk about some, if you're willing and able to share some, some cool things that are possibly coming in the future. Absolutely. So let's start with, let's just start with the four song EP. Let's, how did that come to be? And, and how did you guys do it in COVID year? Yeah. So the funny thing about it is that John and I, when we first started, uh, you know, jamming and writing, we actually wrote a bunch of songs, uh, maybe like four or five, and we scrapped them all. We completely got rid of them um, because we like, I don't know. It's like we were trying too hard or we just, we were all over the place. We were like pop punk meets like, like post hardcore, like meets like the, it just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And then we would go back to the drawing board and we would, we would listen to, you know, um, under soil and dirt, you know, the story so far record. And we'd be like, these are, simple songs but they're so good like the story so far are the best at their genre like hands Mm -hmm. down um and we were just like yeah we need to we need to just scrap everything and start over um and that's what we did so then we we wrote you know three songs we wrote um bridges to burn we wrote um 33 years which used to be called fasten your seat belts or something like that um and then we wrote sleepless which used to be called stay inside mm-hmm. uh, and then brandon came in and then he wrote Widowmaker, which used to be called really really strong <laughs> uh, we have like the stupidest like working titles like ever but anyway um so yeah and that that was pretty much it that rounded out uh that rounded out the ep um and then we were writing other stuff um you know, at the same time, but Mm -hmm. we just wanted those first, we just wanted to take those first four songs that we wrote and just push them out the door as quick as possible. Um, We recorded the entire EP in John's uh, dining room. Really? Yeah. He, John is absolutely brilliant. Even though I'm the oldest member of the band, we call him the dad Mm -hmm. because Every time you go over there, he'll be like, he'll be like, what are you doing? And he'll be like, I'm building a new table or like, you know, or he'll be like, oh, I'm whatever. I'm reconfiguring the studio so that the acoustics are better. Like he's just, he has this quality about him where he's good at everything that he does. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And he just, he just took it upon himself to learn how to record our EP. Basically. That's really cool. Yeah. He, like he did everything. He, he tracked it. He edited it. He mixed it. He mastered it. He did everything. Wow. Um, so uh, I, the, the reason I ask is because it sounded really good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it sounded really good. And I, I was thinking like, how did they, how did they go to the studio in 2020 when everything was shut down? How did, yeah. how did, how did they do that? And 
that, that makes so much sense. And it, it, it sounds that every song sounds really well produced. I will Thanks. give you guys that. Yeah, we, we did it for a budget of, I think, $800. Can't beat like, it. Yeah, which is, yeah, like nothing, right? And that's, that's just because we bought a bunch the, of plugins and stuff like that, you know, to use. And, and a little bit of treatment on the walls and, and stuff like that, I assume. Yeah, I mean, even that was like, we would just, you know, throw blankets up and it mm-hmm. was, it was very DIY. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and I mean... But I think it just comes down to John has a really good ear. Um, and he just, yeah, when he mixed it, he just mixed it well, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it ended up really well, I'd say that. And what, what's, I think what's exciting to that with that is, you know, you, you continually learn things, right? Like you'll start here and then like through this experience of recording those four songs, you're like, all right, I learned this much. So now yeah. when I record this next AP, it's only going to sound better, right? You, yeah. You kind of recognize what you felt like you could have done better, although yeah. it sounded great. You're, you and and him also are like maybe we could have done that better. Well, let's make sure we do that for this next one. Yeah, and and already like our pre-production demos sound probably better than the EP. Um, That's awesome. And, and also now uh, Colton, our bassist, who uh, he actually is an audio engineer. He went to school for mm-hmm. it. Now we have both of them that are going to, you know, record, edit, mix, master. So we are, yeah, pretty excited about how number two is going to sound. Being able to have that done in-house and having the knowledge and the skills to be able to do that really does save you a ton in time and money. You know, Absolutely. it's, it's that their, their skill set only helps the band, right? Um, my, the, our friends and echoes who we, we interviewed, I, I, I believe they have someone in the band that also recorded mastered and every did everything for their music. And it sounds phenomenal. And I'm like, that's, that is a skill that a lot of people don't have what I've learned. And I love music. I've, I've, I always love playing. I play guitar. I have my guitar here to the left. I have one Mm -hmm. hanging up here in the back, you know, I, but I am not good by any means at recording, you know, recording audio, you know, your vocals are a whole thing. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. how, making them feel like have a presence in a song is not an easy feat by any means. Yeah. Like I remember sitting with John while he was, you know, doing like drum edits and stuff. And mm-hmm. even though they were my drums, like I am extremely hyper um, and impatient. So I just couldn't even sit there. Like, and I can't believe that he would sit there for hours and hours and do that because like I could not do it. There's 0% chance that I could have done it. So like, yeah, we are forever grateful that he did that because otherwise we would have had to, you know, pay thousands and thousands of dollars. Right. Right. To have it make some mastered for you. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you guys can lay down the tracks, but if you're not, if you don't know how to put it together, then it, someone has to do it because you don't want to put shit quality work out there. No, exactly. It's the last thing you want, right? Because there have been in in the last I don't know however many years I've been listening to music right that you you'll hear an album or an EP and you're like there's something off about yeah. that like it's something should be better you know mm. drums are too low or guitars too low vocals yeah. are too low vocals I think is what a lot of people can struggle with which yeah. I think makes a lot of sense right it's it's not easy to put that in front of everything going on in the background yeah exactly and and 
you know, John talked about the challenges with that. I, I think he ended up doing a, a pretty good job. I mean, it's like anything, you're always your own, you know, worst critic. Yeah. Right. Like we sit and we listen to the EP back and we are like, oh my, like, we don't like this. We don't like this. We don't like, like, you know, mm-hmm. and I mean, I think you'll always be like that, you know, with your own art, I guess. Yeah, so, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, I like it. I'm super proud of it. I think that it's the best sounding anything that I've ever recorded of mm-hmm. any band that I've ever been in. So, I mean, I'm stoked on it. Yeah, it all came together. My, my next question, though, is what is your favorite song off the EP? That is a good question. Um, I think, like, to listen to, I like listening to probably hmm man (laughs) it's like picking your favorite child right (laughs) right yeah Um, i mean okay like playing i really like to play widowmaker is really fun to play okay Uh, and 33 years is really fun to play as well um probably gone to my head like it's just gonna be 33 years because i think that's the most well-rounded song and that's the song like i'm so excited for people to hear the next stuff because like 33 years is that's the direction right well you got you you were given that direction after the you know really i guess the success of that song specifically right yeah but like with the first like a like kind of a fun fact i guess is like um i i actually wrote some of the guitar for uh sleepless and mm-hmm. bridges to burn right um because i do play guitar as well mm-hmm. um, and that's why like that first ep is like a mixed bag of like you know i wrote some guitar john wrote you know primarily everything um else and then you know but brandon also wrote uh you know some stuff and then, but going forward, like now just John and Brandon, right? The two mm-hmm. guitarists, that's it. Um, they bring full ideas to the table and then, you know, we'll write the rest of it, you know, put the drums to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So we're sort of like, we just found our sound, you know, as sort of, you know, cheesy or cliche as that is, but we really like, yeah, our, our next EP is going to be, well-rounded that's exciting that's really exciting i mean based off just how much i enjoyed this current ep i'm really excited to hear that because it makes me think like oh man like how can you take 33 years to that next level right yeah i i I would like to say that there's there's a there's a bar right and whether it be you know the story so far sound neck deep or um, wh- whoever else, knuckle puck, right? There's a bar that we want to try to hit all the time, yeah. you know, so and I, go ahead. I, I, think, I think that, um, like for me, what I find all those bands are doing, they're going more radio, you know? So like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Proper dose is one of my favorite albums. Love it. But listen to proper dose and then listen to under soil and under dirt. soil and dirt yeah right e- even even listen to um uh what you don't see mm-hmm. like they're just they're night and day and what's funny is that 
And and even if you think about like the new knuckle puck out, what's the new knuckle puck? 2020? Was that what their new one was called? Uh yeah, I think it's called 2020, right? That's like the title track. I'm oh all, man, it's it's escape it's escaping me. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 pretty sure their new album's called 2020, but like even you know, there's some songs on that that are pretty radio friendly, like Earthquake. Um, you know, even 2020 is pretty mm-hmm. pretty uh cookie cutter i guess but yeah it is 2020 i was like that yeah. just that like just yeah. came out here recently yeah right so like they're going more like straight up like rock and mm. like our new ep is like back to like pop punk roots yeah like there's a lot of those like pop punk beats on it you know mm-hmm. so yeah we're just really like hopefully the fans that no longer like the story so far can come to us. <laughs> well, and that's a that's a really good point to bring up because you know, proper dose does not sound like under soil and dirt. Yeah, it just, it just absolutely doesn't, right? Yeah. But I think it was such a cool move for the story so far. Oh, it's it such a cool move for them because you yeah. just you didn't expect it, and they spent a lot of time. Like, I mean, at, I think it was like two or three years that they spent writing this album. I think know? yeah, because I'm pretty sure that the self titled album came out in 2015 and proper dose is 2018 so yeah mm-hmm. like yeah and i mean to think that proper dose came out in 2018 is i know pretty, pretty wild to think too yeah. so it was just they it's like they knew it was that time to just Absolutely. do something different but still keep their their thing about them right yeah, what I you guys so. are doing it's like it's like you're start you started with under soil and dirt yeah or maybe the because Pre un, pre under soil and dirt story yeah. so far is it's different than under soil and dirt right Absolutely. like and and so under soil and dirt dirt and then and and then into the what we don't see album right it's you you guys are about to make that transition into the under soil and dirt I feel like yeah. like that that kind of that that time frame where where the story so far was yeah. into where you guys are now and what this EP has done initially this four song EP into now what you guys are about to put out. Yeah. I think that when people hear the new EP, they're going to, it's going to be a shock because it doesn't like, I think that over time that four song EP is really going to, it's just not representative of sort of what we sound like anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we have, we have new ideas, even, further beyond the second EP, I guess, if you could say that, like we have that, like I said, that second EP nearly written. Um, Mm -hmm. but then we also have other ideas floating around. So yeah, I'm just really excited to to put it out. You know, a band that I didn't mention earlier, which I should have was state champs. Yeah. State champs. I love them. They, they're they're not the story so far by any means, but like they're they're, yeah, they're pretty pop. Right. Um, less punk more pop <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like we yeah. always we always talk about that scale of like the pop punk scale it's like you know where are you are you more towards the pop or more towards the punk yeah i think we are more towards the punk especially mm-hmm. like on the new stuff um, yeah a lot of that has to do with like chris's vocal style as well because he's got that you know that raspy sort of like parker cannon kind of thing going on yeah no, I, I think so too. You know, you guys are definitely more on the punk side of things and uh, that definitely stands out, at least in these four songs that are yeah, 
Absolutely. What the only the only songs that people can listen to right now, right? Like I think yeah. people people that dig what you guys are doing are excited. I mean, I'm excited. You know, it's I wouldn't know who you guys were if it wasn't for coffee and sugar. So that's yeah, that's pretty cool. That's, that's pretty cool. dope for me. Yeah. And it it's it's not only for everyone else. Morgan and I are it, Mo's name is Morgan, so I call him Morgan. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mo and I, we uh, we have discovered so much since we started coffee and sugar and it's weird to think that we crossed the year mark at the end of july yeah that's super cool and we're still we're still rocking and rolling we're, we're you've seen it we're, we're trying new things out right the yeah, yeah. the sip on this and just yeah. the, the facts about just different music you know yeah, or cool. musical artists and stuff like that uh but we've we've just i mean we've just discovered so much and it's been so cool and bands that I feel like deserve to be heard right which is honestly why I reached out to you initially it's like yo come jump on and yeah, yeah. have a conversation yeah. because that's what's the worst that can happen yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there yeah. isn't there like there's a saying that's like there's no such thing as bad press or something like that absolutely absolutely yeah. and again there's thousands millions of podcasts out there yeah yes yeah. if, if someone lands on ours fuck yeah you know i i I hope you enjoy it that's that's all i care about and we're really trying to push more features and and uh interviews during this i guess you can call third season of the of the of the show awesome but um so we talked about future things we talked about the current ep i did have you know a few more questions um when it comes to we talk about future right like we, we love asking what are y'all's yeah. you know two year three year yeah, yeah. maybe five year goals uh yeah. for your band because it's good to think that way because you put it into motion when you speak it into existence so yeah what, sure. what do you what are y'all thinking for for y'all's band goals uh over the next five years so like i guess i can talk about the stuff that we've not announced yet we've been like keeping it all under wraps but um so we are going to and i don't even know when this is going to air so maybe it'll be out by then. I'm not sure, but we've been recording, um, two songs off of the EP acoustically. Cool. Yeah. So we're going to drop 33 years and sleepless as acoustic tracks. Nice. Yeah. They're, they're pretty much fully tracked. I believe. Um, we just have to do, you know, vocals, mixing, mastering, all that. Mm -hmm. Um, So the thing about our band is that we like, we're not trying to make it if that's, you know, what you want to, you know, how you want to phrase it. So we don't, we don't put any like time constraints on anything. So I don't have a release date as to when those are, you know, coming out. It's just sort of like, you know, when we have time, when, Mm -hmm have time to record vocals we'll go in we'll do them and then when john has time he'll mix it um you know we we hope that they're going to come out sometime in the fall yeah within the next month month and a half something like that and then what we're going to do is we're going to drop uh a single uh just one song Mm -hmm. and that one's going to be an absolute banger it is Uh. It's probably collectively our favorite song right now to play. Um, it's called White Noise. Uh, and it's really, really yeah, it's really, it's really, 
fast. It's really pop punk. Um, I nearly die every time I have to play it because I'm so old and tired all the time. That's so uh, cool. The, yeah. the reason that's so cool, and yeah. I, don't, I don't mean to interrupt, no, no. My, bu- my buddies and Archetypes Collide have a song called White Noise. White Noise, and, yeah. And it's a fantastic song. So yeah. I, the bar is set. The bar is set. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a really, really good song. And then, exciting. And then right after that, we're going to jump right into EP number two. Mm-hmm which we have a name but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna give that up okay uh, all right yeah and we have uh we have a couple like i said we have what are we at i don't know we're at like five six maybe seven it's gonna be like a five six seven song ep okay uh, yeah like i said we we have i think five or six written but then we have like one or two that are also pretty much written or anyway but so that's sort of like the next we probably won't release that until spring of next year or something right like that. yeah that makes sense um a- another kind of weird fact is that we've never played a show i was gonna ask that i was like because of covid i i wouldn't assume yep. you guys have played a show yet because ne- ne- never played because like in nova scotia our government took a very conservative approach um, and cautious approach to the pandemic. Like we had restrictions, like we still have restrictions, mm-hmm. right? Like we're all still wearing masks. We're like the gathering limit was just increased maybe two, three weeks ago to like 50 or oh, something. Wow. Yeah. Like we're not allowed to, or no, sorry, that can't be right because, because there's sporting. Anyway, it's just been, ridiculous like and there has been shows but they're not stand-up shows you know what i mean and like we're not a band that we don't want to play to a bunch of like tables right yeah like we're a punk band we want it we want to be able to like go full on right um, so we actually do have a couple of shows booked that are not announced uh, okay yeah we're keeping that under wraps as well to the final details are worked out but we're gonna be playing within the next couple months um so that's sort of like all short term in terms of long term, like we don't really talk about it too much because um, like we all have, we all have careers and things like that. We're, you know, older, we've already discussed at the beginning that it's not going to be, there'll be no two, three week tours. Right. It, it, it can't work like with, with our jobs, um, you know, unless, pure noise wants to, you know, give, <laughs> give me a hundred thousand dollar advance and everyone else in the band, a hundred thousand dollar advance. It's just like, it's just, we can't do it. We can't leave our jobs, mm-hmm. we can't leave our careers, uh, you know, our, our families, things like that. So we're just going to take it all in stride, really, right. whatever, whatever comes our way. Like if we, you know, get an offer to play an Eastern, you know, leg of a tour with a band like we'll try to make that work you know we'll try to go out to montreal and maybe if we can get to toronto or mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll mostly just stay around the maritimes and stuff like that but uh yeah that's that's pretty much it like it it's really just it's it's fun like prior to this band i hadn't been in a band in you know nearly a decade oh yeah yeah like it's just like life just happens you know like 
and it happens fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I moved, I moved from my home is in, uh, it's called Cape Breton. It's an Island, uh, in Nova Scotia, it's four hours away. So I moved, uh, to Halifax probably about seven years ago and I've lived in an apartment ever since. So mm-hmm. I've never had my drums set up. Oh, wow. You know, like in my apartment, cause yeah. obviously you can't. Right? right. So before, before John, before I met John, my drums were literally packed away in my parking garage. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, it's just like, we're just, we're just a basement band. We just keep saying, right. Like we just, once a week, like on Tuesdays, we, we go to, we go to John's and we, we go to the basement and we play our set two times and drink beer in between and just talk and have fun. Right. Yeah. And as, as long as you're having fun with it, right. Like it's, it's, you don't want, you don't want to feel like a chore because then you feel like it's your job and you don't, you don't want that at all. You want to continue to be fun. And yeah. And, and, and we're friends. Like we do, like we do things outside of the, you know, outside of the band, which is also cool. Yeah. Like, and it's, it, but it's funny because we all met through the band mm-hmm. um, like Colton and uh, Chris knew each other before, but you know, pretty much like everyone was meeting everyone for the first time. And, and now we'll just, the five of us will go out and we'll uh, you know, we'll go for, for drinks or something like that, or we'll, you know, whatever right like chris Mm -hmm. and i go to a park and skateboard or whatever right just shit like that it's it's just yeah we're just we're just having fun that's really all it comes down to that's cool that's really cool well it sounds like you know based on what you said it's just it's been a good time since the really the kind of thick of being in covid and trying to fill that void of just not being able to do anything yeah i mean don't get me don't get me wrong we like definitely fight <laughs> you know because like it's hard when you're you're five different people mm-hmm. right with five different personalities and five different ideas and five you know etc cetera, etc cetera. but i think we manage it pretty well because at the end of the day we're we're just we're just we're not that serious i mean we are but we're not if you know if that makes any sense yeah and I think all of you probably have, and I think it's a question we like to ask when we have the, you know, the full band or multiple band members and the interview is like, where do you get your music inspiration from? Right. And we kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. Right. But maybe, maybe someone else in the band gets their inspiration from like Lincoln park or something. So yeah. So like, uh, like I'm an emo kid, like hundred percent, like through and through me too. Like that. (laughs) Yeah, like dashboard confessional, you know, like my chemical romance, follow boy. But yeah. uh, you know, Brandon and John are both they're more like hardcore. Um, they're more like hardcore kids by nature. Like um, you know, like Brandon, I know is big into like the new turnstile record right now. Uh some band like bands that I don't even know. Uh Power Trip, I think, is one of them. Yo, Power Trip. They're 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 big yeah. here in Dallas. Yeah. And John is into, uh, periphery and -hmm. stuff like that. Um, and then like, I think Colton, like one of his favorite bands is thrice. Yeah. Um, Chris, he's pretty much into pop punk. Um, yeah, we all sort of just, but Chris was also a hardcore kid as well because he was in, he was in, uh, screamo bands before. And so we're all sort of like similar in there. 
you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, like I'll, I'll still listen. Like I listen to Fleetwood Mac, you know? So, I mean, great. It's a great music group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, uh, but, but I think like, but like, we just like playing like fast, upbeat, melodic, you know, mm-hmm. fun music, I guess. Yeah. And that's, I think that's what adds uh, a, a lot of different uh, sounds to a band's music, right? It's just the different tastes that people have. And it's like, yeah, yeah what if we did this? Or what if we did try this or, or whatever it may be? Like, and then it kind of comes together like, oh, I like that, you know? And yeah. uh, sometimes that happens and it, it creates a fantastic song. Yeah. You know? uh, I, again, I speak about my buddies in uh, Archetypes Collide a lot is because that's, that's a lot of what they do is like their music tastes are kind of all around the board. And uh, we're actually uh, we're actually going to bring them on here in October to to talk again, based just kind of do an update from the last time we interviewed nice. them back in uh, November of 2020. It's it's nice. going to be cool because they've done a lot of really cool thing cool things. But one of the things they said in that first interview is like they all have different backgrounds of music, and it's mm-hmm. what kind of completes their sound, mm-hmm. which is super dope. You know, they they all appreciate hardcore music, and they add their own twist to yeah. each song and, and stuff like that, yeah. which is super cool. This is actually the first time that I've ever played in a punk band. Mm-hmm. So like um, historically, like I played in like screamo bands, like, uh, like the band that I was in from, you know, 2004 to 2010 was basically under oath, you know, like, and before that I was in, new metal bands like bands that sounded like the deftones you mm-hmm. know or before that bands that sounded like corn right so mm-hmm. you know my early influences were all those drummers like abe from the deftones uh david from corn mm-hmm. uh you know even like john from limp biscuit right um all these bands and then like later in life you know aaron from under oath was you know huge but it, it's been like a learning curve for me because I've never played punk before. Like that, like that kick pattern. That's like, I've never done that before. Like I had to learn how to do that. Mm. Um, but it's pretty cool because I feel like I haven't progressed as a drummer in, you know, like a decade. Um, Cause I've never really challenged myself or learned any new style. So this is the first time that I've, you know, I, I'm now learning all of these new beats. And so I, I think it's pretty interesting because, you know, here I am playing and here we all are playing pop punk and like none of us really have like our root influences. Right. In yeah. Like I'm a poser. I've only liked the story <laughs> for like five years. Right. <laughs> but. No, I, I feel that. And that's cool, though. Um when I was in when I was in middle school, I played the uh, the snare. That was cool. my that was my instrument. And then when I got to high school, my parents bought me a drum set. And I would like to say I'd consider myself a drummer before a guitarist. And I would yeah. I wouldn't even consider myself either of them. I just really enjoy them, you know. Yeah. Um, and you'd mentioned that your set was like just packed up in your yeah. parking garage. Well, mine is packed up in my parents' attic right now. Yeah, you yeah. Know? There you go. Right. So it's just. You know, it's life of a drummer is not easy, right? You can't just like no. pick it up and take it with you wherever you go. It's just, no. it's just not how that works, you know? No. And, exactly. uh, 
I'm assuming you've had an electric kit in the past. Well, again, kind of funny story with that. I tried. So when I moved into the apartment up here, I went out and I rented an electronic kit and I set it up one day after work. Like it was a Friday. I had the, you know, I had a couple of beer. Um, I was playing and then I got a knock at my door. I had a noise complaint. Oh, from everywhere. Yeah. Like above me, below me and both sides because the vibration of the, you know what I mean? Of, yeah. of the on the floor. And I was yeah. like, wow. I was like, really? Like I opened the door and my, you know, my superintendent was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was uh-huh. like, I was like, I'm playing electronic drums. And he's like, man, you have to stop. Like literally you have a noise complaint from every apartment around you. Oh man. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, fuck, I guess I'm done with that. (laughs) Damn. Yeah. So I tried. Well, at least you rented it and you didn't just buy one. (laughs) And that's why, and that's why I did that. Right. (laughs) That's a good, that's a, that was a good plan there. Yeah. Good move. Oh man. Yeah. So I only have a few questions left. Um, The first one is, is there anything outside of what we've already talked about? We talked about a shit ton um, that you just want people to know or to to just kind of hear about all honesty and maybe some kind of closing remarks, uh, you know, from you and, and, and for the band about what you guys are doing and anything about the band. Uh, I just, I think collectively we are just very thankful that, anyone you know will will listen you know i mean like we didn't expect anything when we put the ep out you know it's just we're just thankful that it got you know even any response really because Mm -hmm. like you and i talked about there's so much music out there that people can just move on but it's been you know by and large positive uh feedback so you know, we appreciate it. And I remember like when we put the EPO, like the, you know, people sharing it and, you know, things like that, like it being mm-hmm. in people's stories, like that's just, you know, th- like there's no words to describe how, you know, thankful, you know, you are when someone shares your art because there's so much out there. Like people can mm-hmm. be sharing, like sharing Drake, you know, or Taylor right. Swift. Today, right. And it's like, thank you for, you know, sharing, you know, the little guys kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, we're just, we're just five, you know, normal, you know, people just writing music and we're just easygoing and and we just want to meet people and we just want to play music and we want to play shows and yeah, really just not take it, you know, too seriously, but whatever happens with it can can happen with it and that's pretty much it right yeah no that's cool i appreciate that a lot um it's end of the end of the day as long as you're enjoying yourselves you're having fun with it and you know that sounds cliche too but it's like it's real though it's like if if you're just enjoying it like cool keep it going right like and and when when it gets to a point where you're just like what are we doing with ourselves and that's when you kind of have to be like what are we doing (laughs) you know yeah like what like when I was in those bands back, you know, when I was 21, 22, 23, like, you know, all, like 04 to 2010, like we, like we were trying to make it. That was a band mm-hmm. that like, we were like trying to actively 
like we would go on, you know, two month tours, right? Like play like 35 dates and stuff, all DIY booked, you know, like nothing extravagant. Like the shows were terrible a lot of the time, but we, we were trying, we were trying to make it, yeah. um, you know, like sleeping in like Walmart parking lots all over the country and so on and so forth. And it was really cool. And I wouldn't, I would not, you know, trade those years of my life for anything. Um, but I'm not about to go sleep in a parking lot, you know, at <laughs> 35, almost 36. I'm just, you know, we're, we're just at different points kind of in our lives now. And mm-hmm. in a way it sort of has made this like right now, the band is my favorite thing, you know? Yeah. It's just like, it's a no pressure, you know, just all fun. Like I really look forward to it. Like it's a good release, you know, each week. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just all about, you know, fun and, and just hanging out and having a good time. That's great. That's awesome. And that's, yeah. that's, that's awesome to hear that, you know, it's just, you guys are just having fun doing it. That's end of the end of the day. If, if you're not having fun, then what are you really doing? Yeah. Um, and, and, and we'd love to like, you know, come back on again, like in, you know what I mean? Like, let's do it. <laughs> once we get some, uh, once we get some new material out, um, you know, maybe we can even like sneak peek you something like in the early, you know, new year or something. And let's do it. I'll make sure that the other guys or at least like one or two are available. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, we can, we can definitely do that. That's, that's, that's also a really cool, cool thing. It's like, we're getting ready to bring on, you know, my, my friends and archetypes collide again in October. And it's like, it's been almost a year since we last had them on and the things cool. that they've accomplished in that last yeah. year has just been yeah. crazy. I mean, they, they started at like, I might be butchering this, but anywhere between 15 to 20,000 monthly listeners and peaking at like 75 to 80,000 monthly listeners. Holy. And I mean, yeah. all in this, all in this year long period. And it's, wow they're they're doing some really cool things you know their their management is the basis from beartooth and oh cool th- then beartooth's manager thomas gutch is like doing some really cool things so i'm excited to bring them back on and kind of give people kind of an inside yeah. look on on what they've been doing yeah i'm gonna listen and to them as well. same thing that you guys are, you know are currently doing what you're about to do like let's let's stay in touch and i mean I can't thank y'all enough for continuing to interact and, uh, yeah. you know, like our post and comment on our post on, on Instagram and just support us. You know, we are a small business just trying to yeah, yeah. get, get some tunes out there to the people. So uh, my last question, and this is yep. something new that we're doing uh, just to kind of add a little bit of uh, unique flair to coffee and sugar is the first question is, are you a coffee drinker? Oh yeah. Okay. Second question is, how do you like your coffee? And then what's like a specialty coffee drink that you, it's like your, your kryptonite. So I drink my coffee black. Okay. Uh, I drank it black for probably, oh my God, like maybe like 10 years now. Um, And it's funny because now if I try to put, you know, any sugar or cream or anything in it, like, I can't do it. It's, it's too sweet for me now. Huh. Uh, yeah. So even like, like it's boring, but even when I go to coffee shops, like I just get black, I get black coffee. I'm like the most emo coffee drinker, like in the world. Right. Like, 
even with my iced coffee, I'm like black, 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 black. Huh. And there's, yeah. a, there's, there's another reason for that too. And I didn't want to bring it up because I'm one of those. I'm, I'm also vegan. Okay. Okay. So, All right. That's totally cool. You can but, tell me you do CrossFit too. but here here's the only reason why i mention it and because of that that's another reason why i don't get anything in my coffee especially when i'm out because if if they mess up i will die i will shit my pants so yeah yeah man yeah like if you don't drink dairy and someone gives you dairy yeah i mean it's not a good scene right so that's strictly why I do it. I just, I just avoid it completely. And I'm just, I just drink it all black. So fun, fun fact. And I probably tell everyone this on all the episodes. So everyone that's listening to the episodes will be like, all right, here, here he goes. But yeah. I have not been a coffee drinker. So when I was in college, right. uh, my nickname was coffee because my last name was Kaufman. Yeah. And yeah. so I was just always called coffee, but I hated coffee. I did not like the taste of it. I didn't like the bitterness. It was just, gotcha. it was just not my thing. So everyone just always assumed I loved coffee because my name was coffee. And I was like, no, I have to explain to them. Like, I actually hate coffee is what it is. Uh, I don't know what happened. I slowly started having some here and there. Like I still didn't like it, but it cured my hangovers, which was super cool. So I was like, all right, I have a hangover. Like, give me, give me some coffee because I know that's going to help it. And then I don't know, in the last like three months, I started really liking coffee you know, my, my wife would make it and, you know, she's like, do you want some coffee? I'm like, yeah, I guess I'll have some this morning and I'll drink it. I won't drink it fast or anything. I'm just like slipping on it. Yeah. And then I realized that creamer was a thing. And, uh, I, I probably do three quarters coffee, one quarter creamer. And it's, it's honestly, it's honestly my jam. So I am finding that I'm, I'm each time kind of taking a little bit of creamer off the top each time. So I can only imagine it's a matter of time before I get to the black coffee side of things. Cause my best friend, Alex loves black coffee. He's like, don't give me any sugar. I just want coffee, how coffee is supposed to be had. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, like, I used to drink, you know, double, double, you know, two cream, two sugar, but then I just slowly weaned myself off right like i went mm-hmm. down to like one and one and then i just went like you know one sugar and then eventually you just like take it out and then like i said if if you put any sugar in my coffee now like it's just too much <laughs> for me it's too sweet right because i'm so used to it just being black yeah black. And, and that's uh that is totally okay i i've assumed i'm assuming i'll get to that point at some point uh, but th- at, for right now, I will enjoy my pumpkin spice creamer in my coffee every morning wow. and then uh, see where it goes from there. <laughs> once you w- once you get to like the black level of coffee, you get like, I think, a thousand hardcore points or something like that. <laughs> All right. Well, I will keep you updated when I get to that point and uh, we can celebrate together. But sure. awesome. Well, Chris, it's been fun. I, I really appreciate you hopping on although it's just you and I you know that I thought the it was a good time I feel like I'm even more excited about what all honesty is going to get get ready to be putting out in the next uh you know six months to a year or so and from there you know wherever else we're we're definitely gonna have you guys back on yeah I'm just gonna tell you that now and you'll you'll get a dm from us at some point saying like yo let's do this again 
love it. Yeah, no, James, I really appreciate it. Like, um, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been awesome. I'm like looking at my clock. I'm like, whoa, it's like eight 30. We're like, you know, we are just going right. Yeah. Love it. No. And, it's the, and those are the best conversations. Those, I think that's what makes the podcast fun. And, you know, I, I would have never met you if it wasn't for coffee and sugar. So yeah, man, appreciate it. Like I said, we, we love everything that you guys do. You know, we're always going to keep supporting and yeah, we can't wait to do it again and, and show you what we have. It'll be, it'll be sooner than later, you know, that we have some new stuff out. So we'll get at you. Cool. Well, keep us posted if you want to send us a sneak peek so that we can get that, uh, you know, that article written, get it up on the website and yeah, yeah. yeah you guys have some kind of actual written PR, like let us know. We, we will more than gladly do that for you because we're always looking for content so um yeah i guess we'll we'll call it the call it call it for the end of the show here and and we're good we got it well, it's well, live appreciate <laughs> it all right we did it we Woo! did it all right uh, man all right well chris hey you have a great rest of your night dude and yep. uh we'll chat soon we'll see you guys on the gram awesome thanks james Hey, no problem later man later. 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 Later.